Hello, my name is Katherine Daniels and I'm with Retreat to Peace and I invite you to take some time with me and find out a little bit more about what this is. I'm so excited to share with you my journey. I'm also excited to share with you this new platform that is going to introduce you to the entire world in a whole different way with a different lens. So let me take you back a year ago. How did Retreat to Peace get started? Well, a year ago, I had a God moment. I was told that I would be re running Retreat to Peace. This was told to me at 3.30 in the morning. I woke up and I was very confused. I had no idea what Retreat to Peace was. And for the next several months, I continued to pray for signs that would reveal itself to me that would allow me to understand what it was that I was being called to do. You see, that was in September. In October, I had an opportunity where I was out on the west coast of the United States in one of the national parks. And as I was driving on a dark road, literally through a national park, the pitch black darkness absorbed the car where the high beams only went out a few feet. During this time, a wing of a bird took over the entire windshield of the car. To say that it was frightening is an understatement. I was able to keep the car on the road and I was able to continue on. And when I got to my destination, I had asked a local about this experience. And the local had shared with me that we had a, an experience with a California condor. You see, the California condor is going extinct and the National Park was doing a revitalization project around that. And it has a 10 foot wingspan. So to say the least, it was something that definitely was very defining as far as retreat to peace, but I still didn't understand why. The California condor was also representative of a life transformation, but I still didn't even know what that meant. You see, we go through the holidays and then early January, I am going to one side of the country to the other and I'm in the airplane flying over the United States and I'm reading a book around a prophecy of the eagle and the condor and immediately I had my breath taken away. You see in January COVID-19 was in Wuhan, China and they were in lockdown. As I read the paragraph around the prophecy of the eagle and condor I learned that the prophecy states that at some point around the world, there would be hundreds of thousands of people that would die. It goes on to say that it would take all of the eagles of the world, which are the doctors, the scientists, the nurses, the pharmacy, and all of the condors of the world, which are all the light workers, the mothers, the healers, the teachers. It would take all of these people collectively around the world to heal the people. As I read this, I instantly knew that there was a correlation with the California condor experience, but I still didn't have clarity on what retreat to peace was. I prayerfully asked for the next two weeks for a sign to be revealed to me as far as what I could expect for the world. You see, in early February, 
this beautiful white peace dove was cooing outside of my window. Now, for some, that doesn't sound like a big deal. But for me, it was a big deal because white peace doves are not native to my area. Now, you would think that a peace dove showing up really doesn't mean that much. But here's what happened. The peace dove showed up for two weeks. Every single time I went outside to go get my mail, run an errand, feed the birds, do whatever I was doing at all random times, when I started to go outside, that peace dove would swoop down, make itself known to me, and then fly back away. I made sure to photograph it, videotape it, and just talk to it each and every time because I knew that it was such a special sign. It left its physical state, went to my dream state, and when it went to my dream state, there were two. So for me, it was a beautiful testament and sign of world peace manifesting. Interestingly enough, as the next several months started to pass, I started to talk to different people. And at this time, COVID-19 is rampant around the world. People are in lockdown. People are losing their jobs. They're losing their loved ones. People are uncertain of what the future brings. As I spoke to a woman in Ireland, she tells me that the lockdown experience has frightened her to such a point that she feels that the only way she can escape is to die because she feels like she's in prison. I spoke to another friend and she was sharing with me that her sister was taking her nephew to a hospital, checking him in for mental health. The reason being because he was not able to graduate in the traditional sense as a high school senior would graduate with all of his friends. It was just too much for him to bear, not being with his friends, not being able to graduate the, the way that he always thought he would. And then, I spoke to someone else where they had adopted a little girl and they fully didn't know her backstory and come to find out she was a child of human trafficking. For me, this just really shook me to my core. I really started to get some clarity around what was happening. You see, my story has a lot of trauma. My story, my personal story, is one that is unconventional. I had an unconventional childhood with my first memory being locked in a closet at three years old and that closet shell fell on top of my head. My mother had locked me in a closet because she was in trauma. I quickly learned that living with my grandparents after my parents' divorce would be one where I would have to be, quote unquote, be seen and not heard. I spent most of my childhood playing in the woods to avoid, quote, getting into trouble. I played with toys that mother nature provided, the rocks, the sticks. I talked to the birds. I looked at the trees. I was not allowed to watch much TV. I did not have toys to play with, and I lived in a borrowed life, 
that consisted of using a house as a place to use the bathroom or eat meals. The temporary months that I was supposed to be there quickly turned into years. And as I'm growing up, people are intrigued with my fortitude, my ability to live gracefully with compassion and peace. It isn't until later that I realize how in tune I really am with nature and how Mother Nature did a lot of healing, self-healing for me by grounding on Mother Earth. And it also gave me the ability to use my innate tools that we are all provided as human beings and turn inward to do that healing work. Most people do not realize their own unique ability to heal themselves, nor do they know how to tap into this ability as they have been congested with information from society, their upbringing, their consumerism, materialism, projection from other people. I now work with people, helping them to heal from pain. And as I had talked to these people that were going through these extraordinary circumstances, it became abundantly clear to me that they didn't see what I saw. You see, as the world was unfolding with COVID-19, people were feeling a variety of feelings. Some of them were just simply feeling anger. Maybe they had some sadness. Maybe they had some unpredictable emotions. Some people may even had physical symptoms such as headaches or nausea. For some, they may have felt isolation. You see, this is part of the definition of trauma. Trauma, a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. In general, trauma can be defined as psychological, an emotional response to an event or an experience that is deeply distressing or disturbing. What's interesting around trauma is that people don't understand that trauma retains in the body. Trauma also gives us a heightened awareness. We are uncomfortable in trauma. It's not in your head. We all need to feel safe and we need to know that danger has passed. If you lived in the United States during 9-11, you know trauma because you will be able to tell anybody you talk to exactly when you heard that news because your body's held on to that information. You would be able to identify exactly who you were with, what you were doing, what the room looked like or the environment looked like, and how it felt in that moment because your body retains that information. We're in a place where the entire world is experiencing psychological trauma, but the entire world is also experiencing grief. Grief comes in many different ways. Grief can be a feeling of confusion, shock, or fear. You could have frustration, irritation, anxiety. You may be feeling overwhelmed, helplessness, hostility. You may be struggling to find meaning. You may, you may be reaching out to others. You may be even exploring options, finding a new place, figuring out what to do, how to move on. It is so important 
that as the world is going through psychological trauma and grief, that there is compassion for everyone because everyone is in an unusual state. Everyone is feeling something. It's okay to acknowledge that you feel scared. A lot of times when we see people singing, it actually brings us to tears at times. Because when we sing, that harmony brings us to other people. It's nature's way to use the brain to bring us to sound and to movements with other people as we were when we were children. When we were children, we were carefree. We were without responsibility. And it was a way for us to escape and just be. Be in the here and now. And don't get tangled up in the what ifs. Instead of looking at what you've lost, look at what you've gained. Use your time to make this better. And as much as you possibly can, be in nature. Because nature is a natural healing tool for depression and anxiety. But most importantly, just embrace wherever you are. Everyone wants a breakthrough. No one wants to be broken. But you're not. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. So as Retreat to Peace started to unfold, it became perfectly abundantly clear that it was a building bridge to build a bridge around the world to unite all people, removing all the labels. Because you see, when I was a little girl in that closet, when I saw that sliver of light underneath the door, I knew that that was life. When we are born, we go into the light, and when we die, we go into the light. Our place is in the light, and we need to stay in the light. And what I've done is I've gathered an army of earth angels to bring us all into the light. They offer tools for healing. They offer you resources, ways that you can change your life by implementing change and useful ideas that can help you right now. You can implement these ideas at any point in time right now. As we go through the coming months, as we go through and we talk through to each guest, they will in, they too will invite you into their space, very intimate spaces. Some of these spaces are so moving that you too may be reduced to tears. I know I get teary-eyed at times. But the most remarkable part of putting this platform together was the overwhelming response of the people that came forward that wanted to be part of this platform. And if you have a special unique story that you would like to share, I invite you to reach out as well. But I talked to my neighbor after I shared with him that I was building this humanitarian effort around the world to help people heal. And he asked me, hey, by the way, did you happen to see that dove that was flying around the neighborhood in February? And I said, you saw that? And he said, yes. What was remarkable for him 
was that when he saw that white peace dove, there was an eagle, two eagles, that were flying with it. It was confirmation of the prophecy of the eagle and the condor. And I invite you all to just join this place of retreat to peace as I build the bridge, gathering the army of angels to bring light into the darkness. And as I do this, I ask each one of my guests at the end, if I were to pick up your earth angel feather off the ground, what would your message to the world be? And with that, they share their messages. How many times do we see a cardinal, a butterfly? How many times do we wonder who was sent to us and what was their message? Well, here's their opportunity to use a platform that shares a message that can go out to the world today. I am so excited to kick off our first run of Retreat to Peace with Candace Winter. She is from Northern Ireland. She has a great set of tools that she's going to offer to each and every one of you. And she's just a beautiful human, as are all of my guests. I'm looking forward to sharing the coming months and weeks ahead. And I look forward to all of you being part of this special journey.